I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Welcome back for Copton. Today, we have a question from a Patreon supporter. That's JC Howard. Hey, JC, how are you? That question is, as you might guess from the title of this episode, why exactly is virtue the only good? What's the basis for that? It is a great question. It's central to Stoicism, of course, and I am happy to have a chance to try to explain it to you as I understand it. But first, a big fat thank you to a few new patrons. Thank you to Alessandro Voza, happy to see you here, my dude, Dan Hanna, Timothy Ruiz, BD, which I will pretend means best dude, and David Metcalf. Thanks to each of you. I appreciate you supporting my work because without you, I would have to get a 40-hour-a-week real job, as my father would undoubtedly refer to it, that would absolutely prevent me from publishing podcast episodes, writing articles, running live events, and hosting live conversations around Stoicism as frequently as I do. And if I couldn't do that, everyone who can't afford to support my work in the way that you folks do, but who still benefit from it, would lose out, and we'd all be pretty bummed out about that, I think. So if you're a listener who can afford to support my work and don't yet currently, it's just five bucks a month. You'll get some cool stuff in return, and you can learn more at actualstoicism.com forward slash support. If you just want an ad-free version of this podcast, you can go to stoicismpod.com forward slash members, though please keep in mind I only get about half of that. Actually, less, as I am part of a network and there are always transaction fees. Speaking of ads, here they come in all their terrible glory. See you on the other side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it 
it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. You survived your trip through Adland, and it wasn't so bad, right? What did I try to sell you this time? A toaster? I hope not. I have a strict no toaster policy, as it turns out. Today's episode, as I mentioned at the outset, was conceptualized by J.C. Howard, a Patreon supporter, and it's a question about why virtue is the only good in Stoicism. J.C. wants to know why that is exactly and how the ancient Stoics arrived at such a notion. So let's start at the beginning. Zeno was a merchant. I'm totally kidding. I'm not going to tell that story. (laughs) I know you already know that story. Not that far back. The Stoics believed in something called the pneuma. Now, if you read my most recent article on everyday Stoicism, I've gone on probably ad nauseum about the pneuma in that particular article. But to synopsize, the pneuma was a yin-yang-esque mixture of fire and air, or more appropriately, of coolness and heat. This pneuma according to the Stoics, pervades the universe and whenever it gathers and wherever it gathers, and regardless of which of the two parts are more or less dense at that point of gathering, things get made. For example, the vacuum of space was made through a mixture of mostly coolness and very little heat, whereas animals are mostly heat and rocks are mostly coolness but still have a little bit of heat. The various degrees of what the Stoics called something like tension between the cool and the heat would determine what was made by the pneuma. This isn't unlike string theory in modern theoretical physics, or maybe it's nothing like string theory, but there's something similar, at least in that the strings in string theory create different things based on how they vibrate. I'm probably oversimplifying that, but I'm close enough, I think. In contemporary language, we could think of pneuma, perhaps, as the very fabric of space-time. Space-time only exists where whatever enables it to exist, exists, and so the fabric of space-time is everywhere space-time is, and from that fabric is everything in existence pressed up. The all-pervasive canvas, if you will, of existence that births everything from itself. That's pneuma. From the pneuma, also known as the divine breath, came reason and the logos. This is a bit ambiguous for me still, but from the ancient Stoic perspective, the universe is an animal. The breath of that animal is the pneuma, and that breath is only ever logical. So wherever the animal breathes, there is logic and reason imbued. And since the breath, the pneuma, is everywhere, everywhere in the cosmos is imbued with the necessary ingredients for logos and reason if, I think, the concentration of fire slash heat in the mix of coolness and heat is high enough. 
But even where it's not, the pneuma is still carrying logic with it, and when it solidifies into whatever material it solidifies into, be it a rock, a guinea pig, or a human, there's the Logos. So divine reason is everywhere, and also benevolent divine reason, as it turns out, on the basis that the logical universe would never order itself in a way that wasn't benevolent towards its own well-being. So benevolent, in this sense, does not necessarily mean benevolent as in nice to humans specifically. So if a volcano needs to explode in order for the universe to be happy, and a hundred people die in that explosion, that's still benevolence in the grand scheme of things, since if the universe isn't happy, it might unravel, and then we all get blinked out of existence. And I'm saying happy here, but what I really mean is ordered the way it needs to be to continue existing. Now this poses a worthwhile question. Since we humans seem to be able to make decisions, wouldn't it be worthwhile to make decisions that moved us towards being as logical and well-reasoned as the very universe itself? Rather, wouldn't it be worthwhile to think as perfectly as possible? That seems like a cool thing to want to figure out, right? So how might we do that? Actually, before that, what would doing that even look like? What would we have to do to be as rational as the universe? Well, we'd have to know everything the universe knows, right? Sure, but that's impossible as human beings, and the ancient Stoics would have known that. So what's maybe a rung below knowing everything in the known universe? Maybe it's the knowledge of how to act perfectly as a human being, specifically. Hypothetically, a human being can learn all a human being needs to know in order to act like a perfect human being. Or, at least, they learned as they reasoned further, they being the ancient Greek philosophers and not specifically the ancient Stoics, for an individual to learn how to act perfectly as that individual with specific roles and abilities and competencies. Okay, that seems reasonable. What are we going to call this thing? Well, I guess we'll call it virtue. Why not? The knowledge of how to live well. And if you achieve it, you achieve eudaimonia, or eudaimonia, however you prefer to say that word. And if you achieve eudaimonia, you are a sage. That sounds pretty rad. I mean, I think it does anyway. And I guess so do the ancient Stoics. But why is virtue the only good? Why is virtue the only thing required by the Stoics to be happy? This is actually the easy part, I think. If you know how to live perfectly, according to who and what you are, then how could you ever be out of sorts? How could you ever not be doing your best, regarding everything appropriately, and interacting with others in exactly the most appropriate way? And if you're doing all those things, well, what's left to do? Money can buy you things and pay your bills, but what if you're still heartbroken because your mother died? Or depressed because you don't really love what you do to make all that money? What if you have a million friends, but all you do is take from them, and you're not very kind to them? What if any number of things that absolutely do not equate to happiness on their own or when combined? If the only thing that can bring you happiness... If only one thing can find you acting justly and appropriately, if only one thing solves every other thing you might perceive as a problem, then isn't there only one good? Isn't everything else just a side effect of having achieved the one good? As a parallel, we might think that being dry during a rainstorm while we're camping would be a good thing. But if it's the tent that lets you be dry, or shelter in general, isn't shelter the only good in that scenario? And dryness just a thing that happens as a result of having attained the only good, in this case, the tent? Maybe it's something like that, or maybe it's not, but that's my answer, JC. 
Virtue is the only good because it leads to a perfect moral character and thus happy life. And if it does that, it's the only thing that can be called truly good. Those other things can't be goods also because money might be helpful sometimes, but not always. We've talked about this before. Nothing other than virtue is good all the time. So nothing other than virtue is truly good because a good is either good all the time or it's an imperfect good, which makes it not a good at all, but a thing which is sometimes vicious and nothing that is ever vicious can be considered always good and virtue is always good. Thus, virtue is the only good. Hope this was helpful, JC, and thank you for supporting my work as a patron. If you are listening to this podcast, enjoying it, and not already a patron, and you can afford to become one, consider becoming one for just five bucks a month. If you want to get rid of ads in this podcast, you can go to stoicismpod.com forward slash members, and you can do that for just $2.99 a month. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care.